really effective communication in your personal life is vital for um, healthy relationships, managing conflicts, your own well-being, and achieving goals. Welcome to the Ryan Watts Life Coaching Podcast. Today, we're going to delve into the art of effective communication in personal and professional life. This is Ryan. You can find us online at ryanwantslifecoaching.com. There's a great uh, worksheet, PDF worksheet available there, ryanwantslifecoaching.com forward slash personal success to help you define what success really means to you. So today, uh, we want to explore the intricacies of exchanging information in clear, concise, and true ways. Uh, And in this podcast, we're going to uncover the ingredients of effective communication. And that's from self-awareness to the ability to resolve conflicts and really the vital difference between personal and professional exchanges. We're going to break down how biases like confirmation and anchoring can cloud or judge uh, our judgment, excuse me. And nonverbal cues often speak louder than words. We're going to cover all of it, whether it's about building and maintaining relationships, sharing your thoughts, authenticity, or enhancing your professional credibility and teamwork. With active listening, clear expression, and empathy at the forefront, we want to aim to empower you in this podcast with skills that elevate your personal connections and really bolster your professional interactions. So let's get to it as we tackle the hows of communication. I think a great place to start is what do we mean specifically about effective communication? And what we mean is the exchanging of information in a way that's clear, concise, accurate, and as intended by the sender. So these are important elements. Uh, First, we're clear and concise, right? We want to make sure that we are communicating in a way that um, we're kind of cutting out the static, if you will increasing the signal to noise ratio. Uh, And then we're not adding a whole bunch of fluff words. We want to be concise and keep only the words that um, are going to drive home our meaning. You want to listen for validation of the message and the other's response. So you can usually tell by someone's body language if the message is getting across or how they feel about the message. So making sure you're aware of that. And making sure you're then adapting to their communication style, the way they receive messages, etc. And the fourth thing in effective communication is making sure we're being assertive. Now, a certain um, context comes to mind when we consider what it means to be assertive. But really what we're talking about is expressing one's thoughts, feelings, and needs directly and respectfully. So... That is some definitions for what we're talking about today. Let's talk about some ingredients of effective communication. I think it goes without saying, or maybe it doesn't, that the number one ingredient is self-awareness. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, understand how your own emotions impact your communication. How do you? How does your communication change when you are happy? as opposed to frustrated. 
And secondly, we want to understand our own biases, right? So we all have biases. It is just a function of the way the human mind works and its predilection towards caloric efficiency. But we all have biases, right? And so, uh, for example, confirmation bias is really a tendency to search for um, and favor information that confirms a belief you already hold. And so in communication, this can really lead to disregarding or undervaluing information that goes against your own views. So confirmation bias is something that uh, we all suffer from, from one degree to another. Anchoring bias is another one, and that's really relying really heavily on the first piece of information you come across, right? It becomes an anchor. So in conversation, you might give a disproportionate weight to the first thing that someone says. And this kind of impacts the interpretation of everything else they say. So understand your biases, and there are a whole bunch more. That's just a couple of examples. Third, you want to be aware of your nonverbal communication. What's your tone like? How is your body language? Is it tense? Is it closed off? Are your arms crossed? Uh, your facial expressions fall into this category. What face are you making? Are you making eye contact while you're communicating with someone? Uh, your physical distance. What is it saying about the message that you're communicating? And something like mirroring. So if you begin kind of mimicking what the other person is doing physically, uh, this can put them at ease. So awareness of your nonverbal communication, and that really is a larger amount. Um, the nonverbal communication sends a, a louder message, if you will, than the words that we actually say. So this is important. And then the fourth thing that goes under self-awareness is your ability to resolve conflicts. And really what this means is, can you understand your contribution to a conflict, whatever it might be. Uh, and having that understanding, are you able to pivot and uh, use tactics that can resolve the conflict without it uh, disintensifying? So the first ingredient is self-awareness. And you've got to start with yourself, with the way you're looking at things before you really do anything else when it comes to communication. So understand your emotions, be aware of your biases, your nonverbal communication, and take note of your role in uh, contributing to a conflict. Now next, let's differentiate personal versus professional communication. So there are a couple ways we can look at this. Let's talk about some distinctions. So number one, the distinction in tone in our personal relationships, we may be more informal. Whereas our professional, we might be more formal. Um, we can look at content and scope. In our personal lives, we're talking about personal experiences, our feelings and emotions, opinions, uh, and other social interactions, for example. But in our professional, we're talking about work-related information, work-related tasks and objectives, and professional development. And often the content is specific to your job functions and the organizational goals. Also, they differ in purpose. So in the personal realm, you're building and maintaining relationships. You're sharing information on a deeper personal level most of the time. You're offering support and engaging in social interactions. 
And on the other hand, in professional communication, you are achieving work-related goals, conveying tasks, making decisions, and facilitating professional relationships and networking. So you can see how all of these things are kind of a gradient, a sliding scale. Um, some workplace cultures, there might be more personal communication, uh, and some might be more professional. But in general, um, professional communications are definitely more targeted towards uh, the professional goals and relationships. Next, there's a difference in boundaries, right? So in your personal communication, these may involve sharing private or sensitive information with someone you trust. And there are really fewer boundaries overall regarding what topics you can get into. On the professional side, um, you want to stick to confidentiality and discretion. And depending on the professional culture you work in, uh, that can vary. And this is especially true regarding sensitive company information. And you want to respect the professional boundaries and the ethics of the workplace. So really, those ideas point to the culture of your workplace. So the boundaries are different. Uh, And then lastly, the last distinction we'll make here between personal and professional communication is emotionality. Personal communication, uh, we tend to be more emotive. And our personal feelings are more openly expressed. And then emotional support is um, more likely to be received in the interaction. In professional communication, um, you know, there's certainly a place for emotional intelligence in uh, professional communication. However, there's less emphasis on expressing personal emotions. That's that's less the point, if you will. Um, and really the professional aim is to remain objective and focused on your tasks. So that's a little bit of differentiation or talking about the differences between personal and professional communication. Now, there are commonalities, and really these commonalities are in the hows, right? So first, you want to be clear. You've talked about this already. You want to be clear in your communication. Um, you want to be active in your listening. So you want to be paying full attention, um, understanding, using your body language, responding, and um, making sure that... Uh, you're present for the conversation. This is huge in both personal and professional contexts. Um, constructive feedback is important for our development of our communication, and this is both this is true in both developmental or professional uh, communication settings. Um, giving and receiving feedback respectfully strengthens the relationship, and it really enhances um, not only your personal experience but your team experience and your team performance uh, in the workplace setting. Uh, the, the fourth, number four is uh, respect and courtesy. Be respectful in your communication, including the polite greetings. Think about all the, the, uh, uh, the different greetings that we have. These are all about um, setting the stage for respect and courtesy in communication. But you want to listen without interrupting. Use kind words. And you want to really want to work towards positive interactions and relationships, both at work and in your personal life. Right? And I think we can all agree on that. Um, so a couple couple ways in which the, um, the communication is similar in the personal realm and the professional realm. Now let's switch over to just personal communication. So here are 10 things that are key to 
your personal communication. First, understand your own feelings and needs. This goes back to self-awareness. And this is the first step. Recognize your feelings. And uh, it, it's funny. I saw a, um, a reel on social media and someone was talking about um, just, it, it, was, it was what's called, I had not seen this before, it was an emotion wheel. And just by naming what emotion you were feeling, uh, you're less likely to avoid it. Um, but in this case, I think it's really helpful, especially in our culture uh, as a man, to be able to identify what, what you're feeling um, and understand what needs or goals you have in the relationship on the personal side here. And this, is, this clarity will help communicate more effectively, right? And you're going to feel better about it. To consider the relationship's context and dynamics. So every relationship is unique. And if you haven't heard me go into this, I'll give you a brief uh, overview of what I feel a relationship really is. And that's when two people come together, something else emerges, right? So there's not one person um, really changing. And that's all you get out of a relationship. Something else is created by two people coming into a relationship. And so the people are changed by this experience, but you want to look at the context of your relationship. Look at the history, the personalities that are involved and how they mix and what they actually are creating. And you want to tailor your communication to fit the specific context. Now, number three, you want to make sure that it's a priority to be open and honest. Okay, so you want to share your thoughts your feelings and your needs and what you want openly and honestly, but you want to do it respectfully as well and make sure you're doing it for the purpose of being open and honest. Honesty really builds trust and deepens the connection for listen actively to the other person. Now communication is a two way street. Listen to what the other person is saying and listen to what they're not saying. And this is going to help you understand their perspective a little better. Number five, assessing the timing and setting. Now, some conversations are better held in private or at a time when both parties are not experiencing stress or distracted, right? So choosing the right moment can impact how your message is received. Six, you want to be mindful of the boundaries. Now, as I said earlier, all relationships, whether they are intimate, friendships, family, whatever, they all have different boundaries. And within those categories, the boundaries are different as well. So they're really unique to each relationship. So recognize and respect the boundaries of the relationship. And understanding these limits can help you decide what is appropriate to share or you know what might be better kept for a better time. Or just never shared at all. Number seven, gauge the emotional state of both parties. If you or... The other person is in a heightened emotional state. It might not be the best time to communicate complex or sensitive topics. So wait for a calmer moment. Eight, focus on constructive and positive communication. Now, while it's important to address issues um, as they come up, also make space for positive expressions. Uh, This could be appreciation or shared dreams and goals, balancing the content of the communication. Uh, this really will work to strengthen the relationship. Number nine, consider other the other person's communication style. So I won't go into a list of communication styles, but 
you know what I mean, generally speaking. Adapt your message in a way that resonates with their way of receiving a message, whether they respond better to directness or they need more context. Or maybe they just appreciate a much softer approach. Whatever that is, make sure you're willing to adapt to that. And finally, just reflect on how things have gone in the past. Learn from your previous conversations. Consider what's led to misunderstandings or conflicts in the past. And also what's facilitated harmony and a sense of closeness. And use this uh, to guide the future uh, communications. Now, using these 10 ideas will really help you in your personal communications. And let's talk about the impact of effective communication in your personal life. So it's going to help you build and maintenance your relationship. Communication is the cornerstone of any healthy relationship. And it doesn't matter what realm it's in family, friends, or partners. It provides understanding, trust, intimacy, and helps you connect on a deeper level. It helps you resolve conflicts. Effective communication Skills are critical in resolving disagreements and conflicts and doing this so constructively. Being able to express your feelings and viewpoints openly, respectfully, uh, and this can prevent misunderstandings and really build towards a stronger relationship. It can help with emotional expression and support. So sharing your thoughts, your emotions, and your experiences provides emotional support and strengthens the bonds. Right? It allows individuals to feel understood and seen and supported. It helps with decision making. So in personal life, many decisions are collective are made collectively with other people. And uh, that includes partners, family members, and clear communication helps ensure that everyone's opinions and preferences are considered. Effective communication can have an impact on stress. So open honest communication alleviates stress. And it does so by providing an outlet for expressing concerns and frustrations. Knowing you have a supportive network uh, with those you can communicate freely contributes to a sense of security and well-being. It also has an impact on your personal development. Communicating with a diverse range of people can expose you to different perspectives and ideas, contributing to your own personal growth. It encourages self-reflection and can inspire change or simply just reinforce personal values and beliefs. Effective communication helps with empathy and understanding. It fosters empathy by enabling individuals to share their experiences uh, and their feelings. And this mutual understanding can reduce prejudices or strengthen community ties on a larger scale. Effective personal communication can influence Communication skills are very important for influencing others and advocating for their interests or causes. Uh, There's a study that came out a few years ago that in order for you to be able to uh, persuade someone, you already need to believe about 99% of what they believe. Uh, Anything less than that, and you're seen as kind of an outsider. So uh, persuasive communication can really help individuals motivate change. And this could be within your immediate circle or in broader social contexts. It can help with your mental health. Regular, meaningful communication with others significantly impacts your well-being, reducing feelings of loneliness and isolation. Uh, And I always say we're designed to connect, and I believe this is a function of that. 
And then finally, it can impact your cultural and social connections. It allows individuals to maintain cultural ties and participate in social activities, really growing a sense of identity and community. So really effective communication in your personal life is vital for um, healthy relationships, managing conflicts, your own well-being, and achieving goals. So when you cultivate this, it can enhance every aspect of your personal life. So if I had to give you just a short three things to do to enhance your communication, I would say active listening, being clear and honest, and practicing empathy and understanding. So how do you do that? Well, active listening, you want to give your full attention. You want to use nonverbal cues like nodding, eye contact, uh, and you're showing you're engaged. You want to reflect back on what's said by a paraphrasing. Um, you want to ask questions for clarification instead of assuming or just interrupting them. And you want to show empathy and understanding for their perspective, regardless of if you deal if you uh, agree with it or not. And then you want to be clear and honest in your expression. So how do you do this? You want to use I statements to express your feelings or thoughts directly. Like, I feel uh, or I think. Uh, instead of attributing feelings or intentions to the other person. You want to be specific about what you need or what you expect from the other person. You want to practice transparency by sharing your true thoughts and feelings, even when it's challenging. And then on the other side of this kind of scale, you want to be direct, open, and honest, but you don't want to be accusatory or confrontational. And finally, being empathetic and understanding. How can you do this? Well, understand the other person's point of view before you're responding. Acknowledge their feelings, even if you don't agree with their perspective. And respond in a way that shows you've considered their feelings and viewpoint. And always practice patience. Give the person space to express themselves fully before you respond. So active listening, clear and honest expression, and empathy and understanding are key. Now let's switch tracks here. Moving over to professional communication. Now, here are 10 things that you want to consider uh, with professional communication. Um, so first, understanding the context, the professional context. You want to tailor your communication to that context. And this could be whether it's with a colleague, a manager, a client, or some other stakeholder for the organization in your professional realm. Different relationships require different levels of formality. Uh, next, you want to be clear about the purpose of the communication. So before communicating, be clear about your purpose. Are you sharing information? Are you asking for help, providing feedback, or making a request? And the purpose should guide the content. Third, the relevance and necessity. So ensure what you're communicating is relevant and, and necessary to the person and the situation. You don't want to overwhelm others with unnecessary details or information that just doesn't pertain to them or their task at hand. Fourth, what are your professional goals and objectives? And you want to align your communication with these goals and objectives, both yours and those of the organization. So communication should contribute to achieving these goals. Next, you want to be respectful and professional. Maintain that tone of professionalism. And 
this is regardless of the medium you're using. So whether it's email, phone, text, in person, uh, be mindful of your language, maintaining confidentiality, and, and being respectful for others' time and their contributions. Next, the timing. We talk about timing and the personal side. There's timing here too, and urgency as well. It kind of connects to timing. Consider the timing of your communications. Some messages may be time-sensitive and require immediate attention, while others can wait for a more opportune moment. So addressing urgency and the relevance is really important. Seven, feedback and openness. So be open to giving as well as receiving feedback. Constructive feedback is vital, and it's necessary for your professional growth as well as your relationships at work. Communicate feedback in a respectful, uh, specific, and helpful manner. Help others grow. Number eight, recognize cultural and individual differences. Adapt your communication as necessary to ensure clarity and effectiveness, but you want to take into account preferences for directness, formality, and the methods of communication based on individual and cultural differences. Number nine, confidentiality and sensitivity. Again, be aware of the expectations around this. And finally, follow up with action items. Clearly communicate any required actions, deadlines, or follow-up steps. This could help that this helps to ensure that tasks are understood and completed and demonstrates really accountability for the organization. Now, let's talk about the impact of effective communication in your professional life. So, first of all, it's pivotal. It's pivotal, excuse me, for individual success and for the organization's success as well. Um, it impacts team collaboration and overall productivity. So, clear and open communication facilitates better collaboration among everybody. And based on this, the productivity increases and the efficiency increases as well. And it ensures that everyone is aligned with the team's objectives. Next, the effective communication skills are really essential for leaders and managers, and it inspires and guides the team. Uh, you want to set clear expectations, provide feedback, and foster a positive work environment. Good communication from leadership can motivate employees and really create a culture of transparency and trust. The impact of effective communication is, is vital in conflict resolution. In the workplace, conflicts are inevitable, and the ability to communicate effectively is crucial. Uh, so without escalating tensions or causing lasting issues with the team. Professional image and credibility is affected by effective communication at the workplace, and how you communicate in professional settings significantly influences your image professionally and your credibility. So you want to articulate a confident communication that enhances your reputation, making you more likely to be considered for promotions or leadership roles or other opportunities, whatever you're kind of seeking there. It affects decision-making. Effective communication ensures the relevant information is shared, discussed, it enables better, or it enables progress, and uh, it involves a diverse perspective. Uh, it's going to impact employee engagement and satisfaction. So open lines of communication contribute to higher employee engagement and higher satisfaction with the job. 
When employees feel heard and valued, they're more committed to their work and the organization. Now, with change management, communication clearly and effectively, uh, or communicating clearly and effectively, is key during times of change. Proper communication strategies help manage employees' expectations and they reduce resistance to change, facilitating smoother transitions. So that's huge in our constantly changing world, especially in the workplace. Uh, Effective communication is essential for networking and building professional relationships. It can open the doors to new opportunities, collaborations, and career advancement. Uh, It impacts customer and client relations. So in roles that involve dealing with customers or clients, communication skills directly impact customer satisfaction and loyalty. Clear, polite, and effective communication can resolve issues, build trust, and enhance the organization's reputation. And then finally, uh, effective communication can impact cultural competency. So we live in a globalized work environment. Uh, Effective communication includes being culturally aware and sensitive. And this competency can improve interactions with colleagues, clients, and partners from diverse backgrounds, and it helps contribute to a more inclusive workplace. So overall, the communication, the impact of effective communication in professional life is really profound. It affects nearly every aspect of work, from your own individual performance to the team dynamics and the business outcomes. So developing a strong communication skills is therefore crucial to anyone looking to succeed and advance in their personal life. So three things that I could tell you to do to enhance your communication at work. Well, first, clarity and conciseness. Okay, Before communicating, organize your thoughts and decide on the main points. Use simple, straightforward language that is appropriate for the audience, whoever that might be. And avoid overloading your message with too much information, right? So there's clarity and there's conciseness. This is conciseness. conciseness. Instead, focus on the message you want to deliver. Okay? Next, be an active listener and provide active feedback. So during the conversation, give your full attention to the speaker, avoiding any distractions. Reflect back on what's being said to them. You're confirming your understanding. And if you're not clear, ask clarifying questions. Offer constructive feedback respectfully and be open to receiving feedback as well. And then finally, having a respect for diversity and cultural sensitivity is the third thing I would tell you to sharpen to effectively enhance your professional um, communication. You want to educate yourself about different cultures and communication styles within your workplace. Be mindful of cultural differences in communication practices, such as norms around directness or nonverbal cues. Use inclusive language that does not assume or impose your own cultural norms or others. And show respect for all your colleagues, viewpoints, and backgrounds, seeking to understand rather than to judge. So that's the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on the Ryan Wants Life Coaching Podcast. Today, we dove into the transformative power of effective communication and discussed how clarity, active listening, and empathy are really universal pillars that support both personal and professional interactions. And we learned that being aware of our biases and emotions is just as important as understanding the content and context of our message. We discussed the delicate balance between sharing and discretion 
and how respect, honesty, and courtesy are key in any interaction. So remember, whether you're building relationships, resolving conflicts, fostering teamwork, how we communicate can change our lives and the lives of those around us. So as we conclude, I encourage you to practice these skills, reflect on your interactions, and continue to develop the art of communication. Until next time, 